Listener discretion advised. While Maddie is on a different continent, we have some, let's just say, difficult times with our recording. So please, please, please give us some grace with how the quality sounds, or even if there's a little bit of cutting in and out, we try our best to make sure that the connections are good. But like Maddie says later in the episode, we want to make sure that you guys are able to still get your book filled. So before you dive in, just a reminder, this is just for a few weeks while Mad is doing some awesome stuff across the world. Hi, I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis. Hello, Lit Sis listeners. Um, I'm currently coming to you from an outdoor bathroom. Um, it is hot outside and there is nowhere else private to be in this giant house of people. Um, but I can see some mountains today. So you get to see mountains when you go to the bathroom. Okay. It's a, so like, there's like a balcony, there's like two balconies and one of the balconies is like this little bathroom where you can get cleaning supplies to wash your clothes. But there's also, there's also a toilet and a shower in here. But, like, the door leads to the balcony, so it technically leads to the outside, but the bathroom's on the inside. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Kind of. You'll I'm, have to show me a picture later. Yeah, but I'm, uh, I'm just chilling in here because it's hot outside. <laughs> well, I uh, bet. It was a hot day here, too, but I'm sure not as hot as where you're at. Uh, I'm sure it's pretty humid and muggy. Oh, yes. It's humid and muggy and it's fun. I, you know, you know, let's listeners. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a runner. I run around and uh, things are interesting over here when you run because you get to dodge rabid dogs and cows in the middle of the road and motorcycles. And it's keeps mon- it fresh. Keeps it fresh. It's monsoon <laughs> season. So it's raining all the time, keeping it really fresh. Um, so when you get those moments of solitude in an outdoor bathroom in the shade looking at the mountains it is truly a good day well i'm glad you're able to find a little bit of downtime even if it is a very strange place to (laughs) to find some peace and quiet but hey to each their own exactly so we have a pretty cool uh topic today why don't you uh let us know what's going on because it was your idea it's a great idea this, this was my idea. So, um, so today's topic um, has to do with something we don't really necessarily like to talk about in the world of, of books because, I mean, authors spend so much time on their novels. They, they care about them so much. They invest their time. And the last thing you want is to read a book and to not like it. And even worse, to read a book and wish you'd never read it. But that is our topic for today. Today is, have there ever been any books that we regretted reading? Um, and, and this is more of we not just didn't like it. Yeah. Like there's something about it that we just were like, either when we read it or mm-hmm. something about the, the top topic, like the... the mm-hmm. overall yeah. vibe of the book. Because like I could pull up quite a few that I've had low reviews but there's only a few that stick out in my head I have two listed that I was going to talk about but um that I would never recommend or would not very easily recommend to somebody else and those Mm -hmm. are the ones that I'm like I didn't just not like it because there were elements I liked but there's something about it that I'm like "Mm, I I don't think I should have ever. I just don't think I would, mm-hmm. would want to read that. Yeah, and mine also are more of the ones that I'm going to list. I also have two. Mine aren't necessarily that I would recommend them to people. For me, it's more of the the time in my life that I read them. So mm-hmm. like, this could be anything from, oh my gosh, you just hate, like, you really regretted reading it because maybe you didn't agree with something in the book or, like, it really 
like scarred you, but it could also be like, for an example, this is, didn't happen to me, but like maybe you're at the time that you read this book, your spouse was dying of cancer. And in the book, the main part is the person's spouse is dying of cancer. And you're like, this is not a good time to read this book unless mm-hmm. you regretted reading it. So mm-hmm. anything along those lines doesn't necessarily have to be a book that you hated. Could just be one that you felt like you shouldn't have read in the moment. And we're just going to unpack a few of those today. Yeah. So I'm really excited. These books that I have, um, I read, I've read like quite a few years apart. Um, and so it's really interesting that, that these specific books, and I haven't read either of these books for a few, like the new, the, the most recent one I've read was still like three or four years ago, maybe three years ago. And maybe two, two or three years ago, I guess, but it's still so fresh or feeling like it's still one that stands out to me in a negative way. And I've read quite a few that I haven't liked since then, like for two plus years. And, and it's just so interesting. And one of these, I think I read like in middle school, um, like the other one. And so it's funny again, how these specific books will stick to you and like they'll Mm -hmm. pop up in your mind. And so as soon as we started talking about this, I was like, I know exactly the ones that I would talk about. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like, that's, there's always, I had to think a little bit about my second one, but like, there's always this like first one that I always think of that I'm always like, really regret reading this book. So, oh yeah. Yeah. that They do stick out too. Like no matter how long ago they were, I think I read both of these ones, uh, actually possibly within the same year of each other. Um, I definitely read one. I know I read one between my sophomore and junior year of high school. And the other one might have been right around the same time. So I think I read them both because they were I, the books that I read. I'm pretty sure I read both of them because they were recommended in like a video that John Green made, like some of his favorite books. And both of them, I think, were in that list. And I read them both and I regret reading both of them. So I think they were I know one I read more towards Christmas time. Um, so I don't remember if it was Christmas time, my junior year of high school or Christmas time, my sophomore year of high school. Mm. But it was roughly within the same year. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited to dig in. So do you want to start or should I? Um, how about you start? All righty. Hey, guys, if you could do me a super huge favor, go follow at Brook and Binding on Instagram or go to brookandbinding.wordpress.com so you can stay up to date with all of the books Haley reads month to month. Oh, and if you don't mind. You could also follow at Maddie Reads a lot to keep up to date with all the books I'm reading while I'm out of the country, and especially when we're on hiatuses. The first book, well, it's actually, I kind of tricked you. It's a series. <gasps> you trickster. I did. I tricked you. No, the first book slash series is um, called Ink Heart by Cornelia Funk or Funke. Okay. Bring in the German. Well, is it, didn't that become a movie with like Brendan Fraser? Or something? It sure did become a movie. Yes. And I read the series. And now, guys, I am a person who, if I start a book, almost always I will finish. There's quite a, only a few times. Oh. Excuse me. There's only a few times where I've intentionally put a book down or maybe unintentionally started reading it and then I just never really picked it back up. But a lot of times I'm very determined. I want to read through it. And this was a trilogy and that's called the Ink World Trilogy. And I'm pretty sure Ink Heart came out in 2005. So I was in fifth grade going into sixth grade. So I read these in middle school. Um, And it's Ink Heart, Ink Spell, and Ink Death. And essentially, the premise is in Ink Heart, there's like a magic storybook that comes to life. And this girl named Maggie, um, like I think her dad reads it to her, which I think is the Brendan Fraser character. Mm -hmm. Um, And the story comes to life. And like this bad guy from the story comes out into their world. And like all this magic starts happening. And she has to like harness the magic 
and just tries to like I don't know it's hard to explain like it honestly is a, a really interesting read and I read all three of them but and I own I think all three of them yeah you do they're still in your room at home yeah but the thing is I think it was it wasn't until halfway through the second and the third book there's like war and it just started feeling very negative and just was like I just wasn't getting good vibes and for me I know that I know like these are going to be very subjective Mm -hmm. uh, choices for us today because it's our personal experiences and some people can be like oh my gosh like I love that series it really like you know, whatever, like it was so good for me and it really made me feel like this. But maybe another series or a book that I really like that that person didn't like, you know. So mm-hmm. we know that it's very subjective. But I just remember even at that young age feeling like there was just some guck to it. Like it just didn't feel very good. And the only reason I finished it was just to finish it. I wasn't like I was actually wanting to finish it. Like like I wasn't super like, oh, I love this storyline still, and I really want to stay involved. And um, oh my goodness, I'm sorry, the yawns. You're fine. Um, it's like super late at night there. I know. Um, but yeah, I just it, it just left me not feeling too good. And I don't know about you, Mad or listeners. It's just there's like a book out there that you're like, ugh, I just remember I read it and I just it just didn't sit well with you. That is that series for me. So honestly, I like would never I probably this is a series I would never recommend to anybody, especially the age time like when I read it in middle school, which I think it's made for like YA, like a middle school age. And so I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. No, but it's unfortunate. Yeah, I think it just kind of took a dark turn. Obviously, the last book is called Ink Death, for goodness sakes. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, started. I feel like it started really nice and positive. And I just think maybe as the author, whether she knew where the series was going or not, just kind of took a turn for the worse and just did not settle well. So that's my first one, which is kind of three in one, so... Yeah, that, I mean, you, that makes a lot of sense. And especially, like, at such a young age, if there's so many, like, negative things happening in a book, like, I mean, maybe, I don't know, but, like, if you read it today, maybe because, like, you're older, a little bit stronger, that kind of stuff maybe wouldn't affect you as much. But, like, Probably. Yeah, at such a young age, it's just really hard. Yeah, exactly. So, that was my first one. All right. I think, uh. But honestly, I would never, I would never even read it again. Just because you're like, see. you're like scarred have, from it. Yeah, kind of scarred. I'm like, that. I mean, I just, yeah. I don't even have them on my bookshelves in at my home. current house. Like yeah. you said, they're at like our family home. Like I'm not like, I'm not going to lug those things around. Yeah, it's, in your, <laughs> it's literally in your childhood bedroom. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, I remember being, you know, Haley is, I don't know if let's just wish, list Let's listen who's aware of this, but Haley is five years older than me. Um, and so I remember when I was younger, um, I think after you'd read the series, I would like be in your room sometimes and I'd see them and I'd watch the first movie. Um, and I thought it was really good. And I had always wanted to read that series. And I think maybe you like told me not to or something. Yeah. For some reason, I just never got around to it. Yeah. Well, obviously it wasn't successful because I think they only made the one movie. I, yeah, I think so as well. <laughs> Maybe they read the second and the third books and they were like, ooh, no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. No. So yeah, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. But if there's anyone listening out there that you had a really positive experience with this series, I honestly would love to hear from you and I would love to hear a different perspective because mm-hmm. I don't really have a different one. Exactly. And like Haley said, these opinions of ours are very subjective because it has to do with our experience I fully acknowledge that these books are probably not that awful or like don't need to be like that's why we picked ones that not like we thought were just bad in general because like there are some books I'm like I this is a bad book just it is but more of like ooh, like I don't really know about that because 
maybe the writing was fine, maybe everything else was fine, but there was just some element of it. Um, they just so rubbed it, you the wrong way. It just rubbed you the wrong way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, mm, not for me. Um, exactly. So, so what's your first one? So my first one is a book that I read between my sophomore and junior year of high school. I might have talked about it on the podcast, or I'm pretty sure I've talked about it with you at some point, Haley. Um, but it is, oh, shoot, I don't even know what the author's name is. Um, oof. It is, the book title is The Art of Fielding. Um, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By Chad Hardback. Okay. Um, and... I do remember you talking to me about this. Yes. It's a book that I regret reading because of some of the elements in the book um, and because the age I was when I read it. So my sophomore junior, I um, skipped a grade of middle school. So my sophomore year, this is like the summer between I was 15, which doesn't feel that young. Like when you're 15, like you feel like you're old, but Mm -hmm. like that's, that was like five years ago almost yeah like five literally five years ago and so like now I like look back at that I was like wow Maddie like you are not mature enough to read that (laughs) Um, 15 is not that old if there's any 15 year olds listening out there you might think that you're mature but you're not Um, (laughs) got a lot of growing to do oh yeah and also just the setting that I was in at the time was probably not the best setting to be in maybe it was better I don't know I'll explain so The Art of Feeling by Chad Hardback, like, it was recommended, like I said, by John Green. Like, he thought it was a really good book. And I was, like, a teenager who, like, loved John Green novels. So I was, like, like any teenager. And I was, like, yes, perfect. You met him, too, though. I did. I did meet John Green at a library convention um, in Indianapolis. It was a yeah, good time. Fancy. Yeah. I actually, I've lost my Fault in Our Stars book that he signed, which is really sad. But, oh, well. But this is oh, well. some... This is the summer after I met John Green, um, to give you in context. It was 2014. Um, and so I was actually going on a, like a 31-hour bus ride one way out towards Colorado um, with my church group to go to this like church conference um, for like youths and stuff. Super fun. Highlight of my life. Um, not highlight of my life, but highlight of my spiritual life. Um, it was a really great time. Um, but on the way there, I'm pretty sure it was on the way there. It could have been on the way back. I was reading The Art of Fielding by Chad Hardback. Um, and it was just, it was, it was a good book for a bit. It was, it's about this like really small school um, where this guy is like really good at baseball um, and like it has to do. So, um, so basically what it has to do is like this guy is really good at baseball and he's trying to, he like starts to have self doubt with self doubt about himself, which starts to ruin his career. Um, and there's like a bunch of other characters as well, but the one plot line um, that was really hard for me was not, it was just, it was an, it was the first time in, I'd ever read a book that had this type of a plot line in it, but more than its external thing, it was the internal. So I'll go into this. So part of the book, so the main character has a roommate who was also on the baseball team and his roommate is gay. It was the first time I read a book of a gay character. I've read multiple books now of gay characters and that's not the issue. Like that's not a big deal to me. My favorite book, The Hearts of Visible Furies, is literally about this guy who is gay and, like, dealing with all of that in, like, Catholic Ireland in the 1960s. Favorite book of all time. Um, so that wasn't the part that bothered me. But what bothered me at such a young age and something I just I felt like I really regretted reading because of it was that his friend got into this affair with the president of their college, who is, like, 60-something. Oh, yeah, he's like 60 something. And this, this baseball player is, in, he's like 20. And the president is like 60 something. He has like a daughter who oh, is like 30 something. Oh my gosh. And, that, and like the author plays out this affair as this like romantic thing. Like they like meet up in a hotel room, like and make this super romantic stuff. 
And the entire time, like, it's not them being gay that bothered me, but I was just like, that is just wildly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like the way that the author was putting that in, like, a positive light. Yeah. Like, like bringing awareness to it and making it, like, something that wasn't necessarily frowned upon. It doesn't sound like it sounds like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is yeah. the... 40-year age gap makes total sense. Like, mm-hmm. like I, it just, like, baffled me that, like, when the, when the president's, like, daughter was 10, his daughter was 10, was when the, the man that he was in a relationship with was born. And, yeah, like, that's crazy. I, yeah, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Um, I couldn't root for it because of the age gap was ridiculous. And then spo- big spoil, big spoil, big spoil coming up here. And in the end, like, the president dies from, like, a heart attack. And, like, that's when, like, the main, that's when that character, like, like that's when that character realizes how old he was. Oh, my and word. I, and I'm like, are you kidding me? It just, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, just being surrounded by, like, this really great atmosphere of being with, like, all of my friends and my church family and going out to Colorado and, like, wasting time by reading this book that I was like about it was just I really regretted reading it I was like it was rough yeah do you feel like like what you asked me about this series oh my word what is up when I talk I'm yawning here (laughs) I'm fine when I'm listening but once I start talking um like when you asked like if I went back and read them at a different age like the series if it would bother me as much do you feel like if you had read if you reread that book or if you had read that book at your age now or or when you weren't 15 do you feel like you would have a different viewpoint of it or do you feel like um still Um, the whole premise of it just doesn't sit good I think the premise would still not sit good just Mm -hmm. like I I think that like really big age gaps in relationships is something our entire society still can't wrap their minds around Mm -hmm. like even if someone's like 12 year difference or like 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 a lot of celebrities are looked down upon when they're like 40s and getting in relationships with like 20 year old girls like even like Mm -hmm. celebrities so like especially the idea of it being a 60 year old president of the college yeah. With a 20 year old baseball player. Yeah. Like, I don't think at any age I would read that book and be like, oh, that's acceptable. I root for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. That is a very strange one. I remember you talking about it. And for some reason, I think I can picture the cover of the book, but I didn't remember that that was what it was about. Yeah. It's like blue with like this big white writing on it. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, the main part of it is about the, other baseball player but it was just I just couldn't get my head because like they all kind of come into a conclusion at the very end especially when the president has the heart attack and I yeah I just couldn't by the end of it I was just like I just it was a weird taste in my mouth I was like I don't want to read that book again or ever yeah I wish I hadn't read it so yeah well the next one that I have my next and last I guess um like I said, I feel like there's, like, another one. Like I said, like, before we started recording, I was like, oh, I have one that could be kind of an honorable mention. But it's more of just one I just didn't like versus one that that I, like, regret reading mm-hmm. for the purpose kind of. Because these, the two that I have here are kind of along the same strand of like I just didn't feel good about it like it just Mm -hmm. left me with some weird feels but I think this one will be a little bit surprising for people because I actually really love this author Um, I kind of knew what I was getting into when I read it Um, but again I'm one of those people where if I really like an author a lot of times I want to just like read like I won't necessarily read everything they've ever written but if they're reliable and I see they have another book that's come out and I haven't read I'm gonna read it Mm -hmm. and so um this book is by Jillian Flynn who is like my favorite thriller author 
Um, Gone Girl, as we as we have talked previously, is like my favorite book, and is not mine, and is not yours for some crazy reason. I know, but I get like, it. I know. I, I like know. The We've talked about it. I know, but it takes you by such surprise. I love it. Anyway, okay. So this book is called. <laughs> okay, this book <laughs> is called Dark Places by Jillian Flynn. Now, question, do I have Dark Places or Sharp Objects as a copy of my own? I don't know. But if you have Dark Places, I'm not sure. Okay, go on. Well, I mean, it's your prerogative, obviously. So she has three books that have been published besides, like, a short story. Um, Gone Girl, Sharp Objects, and Dark Places. Um, Dark Places is about this lady – or this lady – this little girl – named Libby Day and her mom and two sisters were murdered in her house when she was a little girl and um, and it uh, it was for I mean it was like a really gruesome scene and like blood like wrote, written stuff written on the walls and all the stuff like that and her brother was actually um, Ben his name is Ben. He was mm-hmm. blamed for the murders and goes to prison, I believe. But he was still pretty young, like a high schooler when all this happened. Oh, wow. Um, but the, they say it was a part of this, like, satanic sacrifice thing. Ooh. Yeah. And there's, like... And, and, and I was like, eh, well, you know, people can, whatever, say what not about it. I was like... That still sounds really interesting because that girl, Libby, I think is, if I'm remembering correctly, is like you're the main narrator of the book. And mm-hmm. you're able to, um, she's trying to figure out what actually happened. Why, like how her mom died, like, like why it happened to her family, how it happened, who actually killed her family because she doesn't believe her brother did it. So in the long run, you think to yourself, okay, it's just a murder mystery, but there's this kind of weird like side story that they think it was like for like a ritual or whatever Mm -hmm. um but actually I remember reading I probably got two-thirds of the way through and the brother so you also get so you have like the current timeline and then you get like the past timeline with Mm -hmm. the brother as well and eventually you do you get to know what happened and stuff like that but with um, the brother, you start to notice him um, in like the flashbacks, starting to hang out with people that aren't the best. And I think it's like this abandoned barn, and they like there's like drugs involved and such. And there is some kind of weird sacrificial things that happen. I think even with Ooh. animals oh. and stuff like that. And I just remember feeling like, Ugh. like it just was like okay. I don't even like to read or watch movies like that um, that have things to do with, like, demonic things or whatnot. And I just was getting some weird heebie-jeebies reading it. Not the good heebie-jeebies. The bad, like... The bad, the the juju mama. Yeah. (laughs) The (laughs) heebie-jeebie. Yes, very strange things. So I was like... Not really about that because, like, it's not just he wasn't really like he was trying to fit in, you know. And these other people were a little more intense in like these kind of things. And he was just like, Oh, yeah, they're cool, and you know, whatever about it. Um, but I, I really was hoping, I guess, going into it, that that would have been like a farce to the story like they would have just been like oh yeah that totally wasn't it that was just like a cover up um and I wasn't expecting there to actually be elements of that in the book mm-hmm. so I just had I mean two out of three Jillian Flynn so far you've done awesome and I really do like sharp objects I would say is also a pretty dark one but it didn't give me those same weird demonic vibes. vibes yeah exactly as the dark places one um so I had I had high hopes but again because I was like oh she's written 
these three books, I need to read all three of them. Like, I was like, well, yeah, yeah. I'm still going to read it, even though it doesn't even sound that awesome. But I mm-hmm. still want to give it a chance. So, so question. Don't... Yes. If someone had told you beforehand, someone that you trust said, hey, I don't know if you like this. There's a lot of, like, demonic stuff in it. Do you think you would have still read it or do you think you would not have? Because I know you can be very curious to read it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. I probably, my gut would probably say, I'll read it myself still. Yeah. But I, I don't think just, you would trust what someone else said. I don't think so, which is horrible to say. But I think <laughs> I would have just um, been more conscious that that was coming. And I know, it, I mean, even in the synopsis, even if you look it up on Goodreads or whatever, it says, you know, like, Satan sacrifices or something like that. Like they were a part of the Satan sacrifices, but Mm. it's like in quotes as in like other murder things had been, or other weird things had been happening. And like, you know, like something that like a small town, you know, or whatever, like it's just this, it could sound kind of like, okay, you know, that doesn't actually seem like it's like a really a part of, it just kind of sounds like a tall tale aspect of the book. So I probably would still want to figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but if so, yeah. So in the end, there probably know. would never, there probably would never have been a reality in which you haven't read this book. Probably. But I think if I had been forewarned ahead of time, I would have gone in with a different perspective and not just felt like, like taken off guard. Buy Do you think you would or, have enjoyed it better then? Probably. Been because pre-warned? I think so, because I would have had my guard up more instead of just, you know, just reading through it. And because she is such a good author, like I just dive in so deep and it just feels so real. Mm-hmm. And um, just exposing myself to something like that, I was just like, mm, I'm just not about that. Not yeah. About that. Not about that lie. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't think a lot of people really are about that, honestly. But there's some people apparently. to each their own. Yep, exactly. Yeah. But so that is my my second and last of these books that I probably wouldn't recommend to other people. Or I mean, I know that's not how we're prefacing it, but like that, mm-hmm. I just kind of regret reading in the long run. Um, just not good. Not good associations with it, you know? Yeah. Okay, so what is yours? I'm very intrigued. I feel like for some reason, this next book that you have, like, I've probably read it, but have I not? You have not. Okay. For some reason, when we started talking about this, I was like, oh, I wonder if she's going to have any that, like, I've also read and we can, like, connect on it, but... That's fine. No, actually, you chose two <laughs> books I haven't read, and I chose two books you haven't read. Well, I guess so. In a way, we're, like, warning each other. Like, <laughs> maybe we should just not read these. But again, oh, yeah. like I said, for any of these listeners, if you've had a positive experience with any of these four that we're mentioning, please let us know, because I'd love to get a different perspective than mm-hmm. just, like, um, the lens that we are using to perceive these because of our, our own subjective experiences so <sighs> go ahead mad let right. us know what is this this last one so i this is a little bit different okay i um i know so many people who love 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 this book and i truly think the only reason i regret reading it is because what was going on in my life at the time and okay. just like the age that i was again i was like 15 um, thought you I, were so mature. You thought you could thought read so any mature. book ever. I had a lot of panic attacks around that age. Like I just like, was very anxious, like a lot of stuff. Um, and then um, now this is like a very big mental health uh, trigger warning. If you have mental health things or things are triggery, be cautious. Um, so at this point in my life, um, I had had someone close to me um, contemplate suicide um and like so it was a very sensitive thing for me at that time in my life um and so a huge reason why this book 
was in my regret reading pile was because there is a character at the end who commits suicide. Um, and so it kind of sent me into this like spirally panic attack. And I was just like, like still really like upset about what had happened with my friend. And like, I read this book and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I can't deal with this right now. Kind of like the example that I gave. Of... Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Um, Sorry, that was someone was giving me money. Um, kind of like the example that I gave with the spouse dying of cancer. And then, like, you read a book about someone's spouse dying of cancer. It's kind of amongst that kind of a regret. So, yeah, like bad timing for sure. Yeah, bad timing. And so what's different about this book is I actually – I own it. I really do want to reread it um, just because I'm much more mature now. I've been to the country that this – book is based in so I have a bitter bit of a better perspective I would say um and a lot of people in my life who are close to me um have read it and have just absolutely loved it including people who have been to that country as well so without further ado the book that at that age I regretted reading was Behind the Beautiful Forevers Life Death and Hope in a Mumbai Undercity by Catherine Boo I have not heard of this book Really? Yeah. I own it if you want to read it. <laughs> um, well, I, actually, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly would recommend it to people, but only like people who are like older and more mature. Um, so, so this is um, like, this is a book about a Mumbai undercity slash like slum that is near the Mumbai airport. Um, so it's like this makeshift settlement. Um, it's called Anawadi. Um, and the people there are very hopeful, reflective, have a really hard, but hard, it's a hard life, deep scars or in rural poverty. Um, and so it goes just through like various lives that intertwine that all these people live in this, in this slum. Um, and I think it's either it's, yeah, it's a, it's a narrative nonfiction. So this is true. Hmm. This is truly what happens to these people. Um, so, like, I was reading the book about, like, you can't, like, tell a book, like, if someone's sensitive to suicide, like, you can't, like, tell a book about someone's real life, and if someone actually commits suicide, you can't, like, leave that out to yeah. make the book more appealing. Yeah, um, you have to be telling the truth. Be truthful. You have to, you have to be telling the truth. So, it's, I would rather, re- I would love to reread it, knowing, and my, because I, like, at this point in my life, like, I've been to India, I went about a year and a half ago. Um, and like, I have a better perspective and understanding of the living conditions of the culture of the people, um, than I did when I was 15 when I read this. And so it is completely factual of the way that these people live. It's their real lives. Um, and it's, it's just hard to read because it's hard lives. Mm. Um, but, but I've been face to face with some of the most impoverished people now, um, that I think reading about these impoverished people will be, would be a lot easier this time around if I, when I get yeah. to a point where I want to reread it. But for the most part, it was the, the big suicide at the end of it mm-hmm. that really turned me off to the, to the book. Yeah. Well, that makes sense too. And I think too, that like I, out of the four that we've mentioned, that one sounds like the one that, you could reread and mm-hmm. and I feel like or or even read like I mean I I would be I guess I'd be somewhat interested in reading it yeah um, please but read because it. you because you have had more experience with that like face to face I feel like you would be able to handle it more and take it more in like a not necessarily non-emotionally but take it in as a piece of literature and be able to like apply your own experience and be like, Oh, yep. That definitely like kind of think of it more intellectually. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I told like processing it through the, like you've experienced as well and be like, Oh yeah, I totally, I've seen that before. Like I, that, that makes sense to me. Um, and maybe because you might not be as emotionally connected to it the second time, because for one, you already know what's coming, but for two, because you're just at a different stage in your life and that 
wouldn't be as fresh. Um, like the ending wouldn't be as fresh as it, it was for the time when you did read it. Yeah. And so that's why I really do, do recommend that people would read it because I think it can, if you're never going to be face to face with that kind of poverty, like if you can read a book about it and like, if stuff like that doesn't bother you as much, but you're very intrigued and curious of like the people who live in poverty in India, then I, yeah. I think it is a great book to read. And it's definitely one that I would recommend. It was just a bad time in my life to read it. Yeah. Why don't you uh, say the title and author one more time for people so they can get another yeah. chance to hear it. So it is Behind the Beautiful, Behind the Beautiful Forever's Life, Death, and Hope in a Mumbai Undercity by Catherine Boo. But you, you right. mostly just need to know Behind the Beautiful Forever's. And the coverage is beautiful. It's got this young Indian girl who is um, sitting in the middle of the of the slum um, with, like, water behind her and a bunch of, like, buildings behind her. And she's squatted down, and she's looking towards the sky. And it's absolutely beautiful. Um, but it was just something I regretted in the, in the moment, in the time that I read it. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, I think actually I think it's really good to read some nonfiction um, and to really get a chance to – read like we talked about with the memoirs Mm -hmm. um just be able to experience people's real life and dive into a world that we would not probably ever live ourselves and you know some of those books are more lighthearted, and some of them really reveal parts of of the world that are hard is hard to face exactly so Mm -hmm. well I guess that's kind of a hopeful note to end on honestly like out of the four I feel like that's like maybe the best one to wrap us up yeah because you would read it again I would. and it just was a bad timing issue it's not like there was any anything yeah it's not like a plot line or yeah. anything was wrong mm-hmm. 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 yeah that's awesome all right well I am so glad that we are still able to be able to talk about these books we only have a few more i think of us having to record with you across the world Mm -hmm. um which is awesome and uh like i said at the beginning of the podcast um just give us lots of grace with like the quality of how the recording sound or if you know there is some cutting in and out like i said uh we're trying our best to make sure you guys are still able to get um your book fill for <laughs> the week. Um, and we're just so, so happy that you guys are still sticking around and please share lists with other people you think would love to, um, would love to listen to us talk about books or um, would love to be a part of the lit listeners slash lovers, whatever club. <laughs> all right well um moving on to our uh, to the end of our podcast the uh yes. question uh Haley, what are you reading i am wrapping up i would i'm actually gonna probably read it to try to go to sleep tonight unwind a little bit if possible um you'll be up late it is called well i won't read all of it but i would like to finish it by um within the next 24 hours Fair. Um, it's called the au pair. The au pair. Au pair. Au pair. Um, by Emma Roos or Rose R O U S. Um, very very good so far. I only have about a hundred pages left. Wow. Um, Fancy. Yeah, super good. Um, this girl. Um, and so it's about this family. They have like a um beautiful beach house called Summerborn in somewhere in England on the coast and it's like you know a family passed down from family to family member as the years you know have gone on and stuff and uh it's her and her twin brother and um their older brother are going through some of their um, personal belongings because their dad had just passed away and their mom had died quite a few years before. So they're going through all the stuff at the house and they come across a picture of 
um, their mom and their dad and, um, and them holding just one baby. But, and the older brother, I think, is also in the picture. But, like, the main character is a twin. Oh. And so she's like, who, who, which, which of us is in that picture? Or who is in that picture? Why is there only one baby? And actually, her mom died the same day that they were born. So it couldn't have been, like, much earlier like before they you know what I'm saying? yeah like it had to have been right before she had died and so and the, it's very intriguing and the picture it oh takes gosh. you on a journey and the picture like it's definitely their mom or at least they've been told us it's definitely the mom what? nope it's definitely the mom it's it says it says the photo was taken on the day the twins were born and in the photo their mother seated between her husband and her young son is smiling serenely and holding just one baby. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So they're like, who is this child and what really happened on that day? And the book has been so fun because it's taken me down so many different little side roads and, like, some of the main plots. Like, you know me. I like to try to figure stuff out. Well, I try not to, but I'm like, oh, I think I know where this is going. But within the first 100 pages, the main character, she's like, well, what if it's this? And what if it's that? And I'm like, girl, you... You're, like, revealing the potential plot line. So, apparently, those aren't the plot exactly. lines. So, I'm finally getting to the point, And it's really taken some fun, some fun side roads. And you get glimpses of the present and the past. And I'm just getting to the point where they're going to reveal what actually happened. Oh. So, it's exciting. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah. And I think I'm actually going to pick up um, a book you're going to be really excited <gasps> about, Mad. The Salt in the Sea. Yay! Yes. Uh, I mentioned, I'm pick that, I one mentioned that one on LitSys one time, like right in December, mm-hmm. how much I mm-hmm. loved that book. I, I think I mentioned it the second episode, so I was like, man, I wish I had read this before our first episode, because I would have put it in the best books of 2018. Yes. Yep. So I'm going to pick that one up when I'm done with this. So oh, good. Within the next 24 hours, hopefully, I'll be starting that one. So. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but anyway, so what are you reading? Oh, well, I am reading a splendid book right now. Um, okay. I am currently reading The Goldfinch by Donna Tart. <gasps> you are. I am. What do you think so far? Oh, I love it. I I love it. So it's, it's so reminiscent of like Hearts Invisible Furies or A Little Life really? or Beast of Extraordinary Circumstance. Where it just, it follows someone through their whole life. And those books, as you know, are my absolute favorites. To, like, go from when someone's, like, a young kid to when they're older and you see as their life plays out. And so I'm absolutely loving it. So The Goldfinch um, is actually becoming a movie. um, And it's been on my to-read list. And my friend used to read it all, like, over and over again in high school. Um, But I watched the trailer for the movie. And this is one of those times where book-to-movie adaptations really make you want to read the book a little bit more. So it had been on my to-read list. I watched the trailer, and it just spiked to the very top of my, of my to-read list. I went to a bookstore here where the books are really cheap. I found it in a basement, and I bought it. And so now I'm reading it. Um, and it's absolutely so good. It's about this kid named Theo Decker. Um, what a name. And uh, it's about how when he is in about eighth grade, him and his mom... Um, who they have I thought he was like an only child but actually like his dad walked out on them only a few months before this happened but him and his mom are really close they go she's an art person they go to the they go to the Metropolitan Museum of Modern Art or whatever the mm-hmm. no, Museum of Modern Art in, yep. in New York and um, yep. while they're there they're separated for just a little second they're going to meet back at the entrance they're separated for a second and in that separation that happens a um a terrorist group and a homegrown terrorist group sets off two bombs in the in the museum oh my goodness um which ends up uh killing his mom so oh my yeah so theo then goes is that like a plot reveal like that we shouldn't know or is that pretty well known i mean you know that, that that's yeah what happens. it's it's, an, it's well known that she like dies in an accident and it's yeah, but oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and if you watch the trailer, like you, the, the accident happens in the trailer as well. Oh, okay, um, okay. So it's not like a super huge. It's just how, it's how she dies. 
Um, and it's right in the beginning of the book. Um, so she, so she dies in that accident and then it goes through Theo's life of where he, like the people he lives with afterwards, his grief, like there is a beautiful section about how he grieves and it feels so true, um, to how someone would normally grieve. Um, like he says that he will think, he thinks about like the one thing that really gets me is he would like think to himself, like in the early days after she died of like three days ago she was still alive at this time four days ago she was still alive at this time or like um he was uh like any time that he walked anywhere where she and him used to go he could like see her and he could imagine what it was like the last time they were there together and so he couldn't yeah and it's just beautiful and it's beautiful and so it goes throughout his life and right now i'm at a point where he is about 23 i think um and so it just you go through his life and um it's just I recommend watching the trailer because it'll make you want to read the book. Um, but it's just, it's super good. And I, I absolutely love it. And Donna Tartt's writing is spectacular. So. Oh, that's awesome. It is so good. Well, you're going to have to let me borrow it when you get back. That sounds amazing. And then we can go see the movie together. Oh, for sure. I think the movie comes out sometime in September is what I've heard. So. Ooh. Going to have to go see it. Perfect. All right, Mad. Well, I I want to say this catchphrase, but you say it every time. You, Why don't you sign us out? You can say it if you want to. No, 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 no. Okay. It's yours. Okay. <laughs> so, well, thanks for taking a break from reading. Now, go flip some pages. All right. I have the perfect blooper. Okay. So I investigated that noise that was happening last week when we were recording. And it was a wedding. And Uh the wedding went from like whatever time we were podcasting until like Mm -hmm. 8 or 9 p.m. or even later. And guess what we did? You crashed the wedding. We crashed the wedding. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I know you already knew that, but I wanted to be able to say it. <laughs> well, say it, say it one more time. So you know what we did? What? We crashed the wedding. <laughs> what? What? what, what? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's all I have for you. Awesome. What are you eating? Chips. Of course. Why did I even ask? Yep.